Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Res with your favorite hosts, Larry and Dinelia. Yay! Yay, good to hear you, honey. Oh, you too. <laughs> we sound like we have colds. Sounds like we're in a cave also. Yeah. Our voices are a bit off. Yeah, we had the flu-like symptoms. Well, actually, we're some flu-like symptoms. Oh, yeah, we did. For over a week now. Mm. For about a week now, I think. For a week. Yeah, for a week. Yeah, it wasn't very good. We'll talk about why and what and what we think about that on the second hour. Yeah. <laughs> this week. But yeah. this week actually we have something really special for you. After the meet after the Pure Heart meeting, after yeah. After sitting in Pure Heart. Yes. After we sat in Pure Heart which, last Sunday. Which maybe I, I think it's reasonable to say what that means because most people I think assume that the means a meditation. Yeah, a lot of people think that's a meditation, but it isn't. It's just sitting there with the intention or having the experience of pure heart for an hour. Right. And you can sit with others, or you can sit by yourself, or you can meditate if you want, you can draw, you can knit, you can, you know, just sit though, and be with it, and call that intent, and call that energy. We do that once a week, every Sunday at 11 uh, Pacific. But anyways, after that meeting last Sunday, we had a conversation of some information, conversation with Gaia, basically, and... The people involved in the conversation itself were deemed to be interesting enough to share with you. So Sandra's done a lot of work putting together three or four recordings to get the best sound. And this is what we're going to present next to the evening, honey. Excellent. All right. See you on the other side. So um, the past few weeks, the past week mostly, it's been really fascinating because I've been working on cutting back the brush at the Hill House and the trees and the blackberries and all that have an energy that surprised me because it was, especially the blackberries, they're very, very sentient and often they want to say hi, right? But they, how do they say hi? They grab onto you and they scratch you and, you know, and they go, oh, hi. But many people can misinterpret that to mean, uh, you don't, I don't want you to cut me or, you know, just go away. I'm defending myself, right? But that's an interpretation because I tapped into it the very first time. Normally I will talk to them and say, this is what I'm doing. And they're kind of, okay. And they kind of a little bit move out of the way when I'm walking by, you know. But a couple of times, one of them would grab me and I would like, whoa, what's going on? You know, I'm not paying attention to you. I'm not talking to you right now, that type of disconnect. And they just wanted to connect. And as I was cutting, um, the thought came through of, oh, you know, maybe they're upset, you know, I'm killing them and all this type of stuff. And when I tapped into it, it was, first of all, that something I didn't know was that blackberries... And several of the other plants that I was cutting down are invasive species in this area. They're not originally from here. They were brought in. Um, but that wasn't the energy of, oh, you're bad, you know, we have to cut you all. It was more like an exploratory energy that I've only seen before in humans. Now, in their, the third book of the return series, I'm going to explore what's the role of plants and humans. 
which basically is really exciting, right? But as I was tapping into that, the, like the, am I, you know, are you upset that I'm cutting you down and killing you? It responded in a way that said, what do you mean killing? What is that? And I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. And then I tapped into it. And for the blackberry bush, it was as though I was cutting the very tip of hair, one hair in my head, right? Here's my head full of hair and one hair, right? And then I would cut a tiny little tip of that one hair. That's what I was doing. Right, so maybe the forest, maybe it's like the tips of five or six hairs, right? And it was like, wow, that is really fascinating to me. It's not something that I would think of as a human being, right? And then the other part of it was Larry and I have been looking at what to do with the forest and the land. We have the, the forest guide came up, the same one that went to Fossil Beach. And he said to me, okay, so do you have plans? Do you want to achieve something in your land or shall I just do my thing? And I said, well, I don't know. Just do your thing. But I was there when he arrived and he says, again, he said, well, do you have any plans? You know, shall I just do my thing? And I said, actually, I do have plans. I want more, more for the forest here to become more supportive of life. I want it to become um, like we can have produce from the forest, like mushrooms or berries or, and more life, right? And he said, Oh, great. I love it. I, that's exactly how I feel about the forest. And I'm going to tell you exactly what to do so you can bring more variety of local plants so that the birds, the, the sing, the songbirds here are beautiful, but a lot of the forests are incompatible with them. So we can create an environment that brings them in and they bring this and they bring that and then the other comes in and blah, blah, blah. He was super excited, right? Super excited. So part of that, a couple of conversations Larry have had, had and I have had up there is um, he says, okay, so we're going to cut all those trees here and there and blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, why don't we read the instructions he gave us? That does include cutting down trees, right? Don't get me wrong. And for the view... But he tells us how and when and which and what to plant there to bring in the the, the animals and whatever, right? And then, um, so we're having that conversation back and forth. Um, and then I was tapping into Gaia and thinking, well, what would you want? Right? And she said, I want to support you. And I said, well, what do you want? I want to support you. She says, well... What do you want? Um, I want to support you. <laughs> so yeah, but what do you want? And then I sent her a picture of the forest um, that feels alive and vibrant, you know, full of animals and good for people. And, you know, the people who I talk about, they're going to the forest and years of stress and illnesses and sicknesses just vanish. I mean, there's reports all over the internet about this. And, and she said, Oh, right. Yeah. So I was supporting your light dark experience on the planet. As in you, as in, I'm not talking about me and Elia Benz, right? I'm talking about us, right? The humanity aspects of this existence. Um, 
and then there are all the other animals and creatures on the planet. And uh, so that's why it looks, it looks a little bit like a bad haircut. There, right now. A lot of areas look like a bad haircut or a bad hair day, even, right? But it's like the energy, the essence and the life force, if we allow it, it will pop back up. So I said, well, what do you want? What, what do you mean by I want to support you? Right? Do you want to support everybody who's still choosing the like that paradigm or you're supporting the grooms and brides of Gaia or the high frequency paradigm? What is it? And she expressed in a way that was really fascinating. She expressed the bad hair day gone. Right? She expressed that she really wants Earth to have its original path. Right? Before we decided to have a like dark experience. And that path was that we and the plants and the animals, um, but in particular, she's really particular about humans because we are a new sentiency in this universe of a physical body, a soul, and plants. So plants are part of humanity. Right? This is what's going to be revealed in book three as well. So from that perspective, she wanted us to step out of that light-dark paradigm and that disempowered state or that passive state and really become the environment that I suppose we could call it heaven or something that she had agreed and was excited to accomplish here. And to have it being supportive. What does she want to do? To support us, right? So that in that sense, supportive of our physical body elementals, our souls, and our plants, and our trees. The other part that was also fascinating that she reiterated the fact that the plants and the physical body elementals, and even the souls that are on earth right now, are from dozens and dozens of different planets. And she has the capacity and ability and the willingness to support the flourishing of that mix. Right? It's almost like making a cake. You have flour, you have eggs, you have water, you have sugar and salt and whatever else, vanilla, <laughs> chocolate chips or whatever, right? And they're all separate. In separate planets but you combine them and you can make a mess if you combine it wrong or you can make a beautiful cake if you combine it properly and then cook it properly and everything else so that's that's how she expressed it in that way and I said well what about things like the lack of life force on our food chain like that one that we are using as modern people and what about sunlight because sunlight's not compatible with the human body that's all we need to protect it all the time from the sun, right? There's certain times of the day when it is supportive and the rest of the time it isn't. So um, it was like an, an exploration of the evolution of dynamics that affect the earth. And I said, well, are we going to have a, 
a change of sun again because there was one before. Are we going to get a new sun or what is, what's going to happen? And that part was either we become sovereign enough and adaptive enough that we are not affected by the negative rays of the sun, negative in for us, not for anything else. I mean, the sun is not negative, right? Or we manifest a change of sun as a, as a human collective. So it's up to us, right? And then that went for everything, like the water or the food chain aspect of lifelessness that we're not ingesting and um, time, linear time, how, how does it go, right? Um, but there was a, as, as we were discussing this, there was a really deep sense of excitement. Excited like that, right? Super excitement. From the perspective of, oh, you can hear. Oh, you understand it. Oh, okay, cool. It's almost like, as a mother, you would um, talk to your kid, you know, when they're toddlers. And they completely ignore you because they haven't got a clue what you're saying, right? So you might say, um, uh, pick up your toys after you're done to a nine-month-old. And they look at you going, what the hell are you talking about? You know, I like your voice, right? And then suddenly, at age one or two, whatever's, they look at you and they pick up their toys and put it in a box. And you go, what the hell just happened? What? The kid understands everything? What? Oh my gosh. You know, so you get super excited because there's a new level of collaboration and co-creation that you can have once you hear it. So some of the aspects of that communication is something, of course, you know, like during our pure heart, we're expanding an awareness and really dropping the victim aggressor stuff with regards to the planet, to other people, to the sun, to the soil, to the food chain, to all the animals that decide to be victim aggressors on the planet, and really step into that aliveness and, you know, that being in that space of uh, this is heaven, you know, and I am the creator of it. In a way, I am is not really accurate, but if you think of I am as in the human collective and the plants and the Gaia, in that sense. So in the pure heart energy, Gaia will support <clears throat> the manifestation of what we want to experience. Yeah. And it's up to us to dream, dream what our experience is going to be. Right, right. But we need the pure heart to activate the experience um, expanding and growing. Yeah. 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 I can feel that really <laughs> Yeah. I just got to do it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then when we look at, and now I just have to do it, or now we have to do it, there's energies of, you know, cro uh, moats and crocodiles getting there. There's the physical energy. There's the psychic energy or the mental energies. And all of those that can be kind of 
some of them are stretched so tight, you know, it's like a, a, a rubber band that's stretched so tight that it's, it kind of loses its bouncicity, you know. And it's more like, okay, so I got myself to that spot and I know I can reverse it, right? And I know I can, I can do this. So, yeah, it's more than just knowing. I hope you say it. Now I have to do it. And we're not alone. We don't have to do it alone. But, yeah, and then Larry and I were driving through this road and there's a spot where there's a line on the road. There's not a physical drawn line, but there's a line of energy, a frequency that changes radically where the national forest begins and the commercial forest ends. And that line is, it's almost solid, right? You feel it when you cross that line. The energy is so utterly different. So one of them is a better hair day, right? And the other side is a really bad hair day. <laughs> but it's that relevant also because if you're walking around life and your hair looks terrible, I mean, some people might comment, and if you're egoic in any way or vain in any way, you're going to go, oh, and it's going to affect you a lot, right? But if you don't actually care what your hair is doing, you go, ha, 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 yeah, that's right. My hair's sticking up, or whatever, you know? So it's, the, the difference is really personal, very personal. And... As all of us start either supporting or um, kind of taking on, you know, the full on, um, this land is going to be my frequency. So you own it, right? That energy, um, and this here, the Shaman Shack, for example, has the collective energy of us, right? If the frequency of the Shaman Shack is a combination of all of us that support it, that make sure it's running properly, that's welcoming or not welcoming, you know, to the different individuals. Because we don't dictate that actually. <laughs> they dictate it themselves. Um, it's like what can happen is what we can bring forth. And how we view it or how we perceive it or how we experience it, that's us. That's us personal stuff. So the bad hair day and the good hair day down the street, I feel it deeply. But then after about 30 seconds of being on one side or the other, I forget all about it. <laughs> it's gone, right? And there is no judgment around it. Why would there be judgment about somebody cutting a, a little bunch of hair at the end of their roots, you know? Well, not roots, the, the ends, you know? It doesn't, actually. But then, as a collective, we can start looking, observing maybe, with a zero, on how we consume. What do we consume? How do we consume it? How do we create it? Because I can tell you now that the other timeline where that I'm familiar with, 
we are great consumptions of everything, right? If you think that we're cons- consumed here, you have no idea. Because over that side, we consume a lot. So like paper, for example, so much paper or plastic, so much plastic, you know, and everything. But there's a, there's a very distinct difference between how we create it, how we create these things and the energy we spend on it. How do we impact the world with it and how we dispose of it? Right. Which basically is completely different to how we do it here. So it's here. It's almost like we, we got one piece of information consumed but we didn't get the rest. And it's not something we have to fix as a group here, but we can certainly observe it as something healthy. Consumption is not evil. Consumption is a part of a process. And what is the rest of the process? And how do we, we can become open to that coming into the human collective and it spontaneously start happening all over the world. Oh, did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. You can do blah, blah, blah. And all we have to do is blah, blah, blah. And it's boom, right? Same with free energy or zero point energy. Same with the other things. It's all about frequency and that stepping into that co-creative excitement of working with Gaia and other people from different planets and animals and trees and grass and plants and insects and, and all that and becoming willing to not just embody it, do, but you can open to receiving that. There's so many solutions that already exist that are sitting on the shelf on this planet. Yeah. And then there's all those on the shelf on all the other planets too. So it really comes down to what I'm learning from our collective is just that you um, learn to visualize and create and that's what releases the solutions to, for instance, they made this best plastics and oils out of hemp back mm-hmm. when hemp was legal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't out of uh, petroleum, so we don't have to keep doing that, so it could easily recycle. And uh, of course, the millions of other solutions that are sitting on the shelf. So yeah. our, uh, our uh, dreams are, the pieces are already sitting there waiting for us to allow them to come into a manifestation and collect it. And it feels like with this group, very strongly, that you all are allowing that to happen. We are. As a spirit. (laughs) I mean, if I take myself out and I'm looking in as an observer, it really sees that, boy, this is the... the, uh, we call it the way showers over the energy. Yeah, the path that, Yeah, the path makers that allow that to get started. Yeah. And it'll pick up speed, of course. But kudos to everybody who's uh, help, yeah, lending their uh, energy to uh, high frequency manifestation. Cool. Well, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was very nice. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So consumption is not evil. <clears throat> what? Consumption is not evil. No, it's what we do with it, or how we manage to get there. <clears throat> it's not 
it's like toddlers. It's not something we have the full data on. Yeah. Reminds me of the the money exercise. Money yeah. is not evil. Right. Yeah. But I remember in the other timeline when I came to this one, is I learned about the energy footprint or something. Oh well, over there is minus numbers, right? And these massive, massive cities that are on the ocean, and then they lift up if there's bad weather coming. And when they lift up, you, you, all the engineers go under it to fix everything, you know, and to look at all the animals that live down there. It's like massive ecosystems under the cities, massive, which supports Gaia, so not Gaia, but supports Gaia supporting us. So it's way minus numbers on that consumption. Way minus, not like one minus, uh, how they measure here, the carbon footprint, whatever they might call it. It's almost like the idea is there. The data is correct, but it's being manipulated in the wrong way by people who just want to exploit that knowledge and that knowing. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, we brought children to pick up their garbage you have to pick up your garbage. You can't throw garbage on the floor, right? And kids were obsessed with it. Immediately became obsessed. You tiny little kid, you tell it to, and they, they become obsessed over it. Why? Because they know that it's something essential in us. You don't just throw your garbage anywhere. You pick it up. But then what happens to it? So they invented all these recycling centers, which is a tiny little bit of what you do. It's not the end, right? So it's it's like that. It's like it's almost we're, we're almost kind of feeling it. We know it. We know how to do this. We know how to have a heaven on earth. But the bits of information is just cut off because of the like that paradigm. We had to disconnect, right? So in your term of the very vicious, did you? Um... And you talked about, you know, like the hair, where we also tapping into the root systems of mm -hmm. the plants and the trees. And could you feel their identity was equal or more in their roots as it compared to the surface? Or it was equal. Equal. Yeah. Yeah, it was equal. Because you'll never stop a berry as long as the roots are in there. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, it was equal. It was the same. It was like... You know, even if you to cut the berries of the entire continent, they exist now all over the world. And to them, it would be just, oh, I had a, a little shave, you know, I had a shave there. But it's, it doesn't really go away. Mm -hmm. wonder how much they appreciate being pruned and trained. They know, love it. Like a rose. Yeah. Great. They love it. Yeah, because it's interaction. Yeah. Appreciation. Yep. And the little trees, the little huckleberry trees that are now light and air, because a lot of them were half dead, mm -hmm. right? That are now free from all the blackberries and all the the other one. Can't remember the other plant that takes over everywhere in this area. Salal. Salal, yeah. They were going, oh, this is so cool. Thanks, you know. It's like this is nice. But again, it's like, this is nice at the tip end of your hair. It feels really good. You know, it's like, okay, so what do we do? Um, 
And for our perspective is, yeah, we're going to make huckleberry jam and huckleberry juice and this and this. So we have all these plants, right? It's a little bit of that energy. But yeah, blackberry bushes, they love it. Even the ones, when I was cutting them back, they were kind of saying, yeah, can you do that down there? Because we're overgrown and we're going stuck with each other. So we need some, <laughs> some oxygen here, you know? All right? I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. That's somebody else's property. I don't know if I can go there and, you know, clean you up. Because in their natural environment, I have no idea where they come from. Maybe it's a different planet that we're talking about. Maybe somewhere else on Earth. But in their natural environment, they have animals and insects and um, creatures that will eat all the dead stuff from the blackberry bushes. Right? And as I was cutting blackberry um sticks that were this thick right it was saying yeah why don't you you have to keep me i'm uh, if you keep me you can make tea and make this and this and the other medicines for this and whatever supportive of that vitamin c and also this i'm like i have to google that <laughs> i don't believe you maybe you just want to hang around so i don't burn you or something i don't know about this but i haven't checked it right but it wouldn't surprise me at all and he was dancing, yeah, yeah, we can put all this stuff through a shredder. And mm-hmm. all those berry bushes, <laughs> each little piece yeah, was like, I was like throwing through. a seed in the ground. Because I told Dan, can you bring up the shredder so we can put all these oh, little sticks okay. through? And the blackberry bushes says, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The word that came to my mind as you're describing some of the energies up there with Eden. Gonna create Eden again. Nice. This is for the whole planet. That's just a tiny little spot of it, but that's our energy, and that's what we carry with us. That's what starts growing. Yeah, a small spot. Yeah. Well, we can all do our bit with the impact that we have. We've got yeah. Fossil Beach. We have our own properties. We have mm-hmm. obviously the shaman shop. Well, yeah. You have a great blank palette. I know. I can't <laughs> wait, and I have muscle coming too. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. <laughs> Brilliant. So could you go back to the observation for a second? I'm trying to remember what it was that you said we could observe and it's fluttering away. The how the whole process of usage of materials, the okay. consumption. Should we do one? Should we observe for five minutes? Uh, I don't think five minutes is gonna do it. Usually you just take it on and then you do it. Okay. And you just look at it, allow the universe to look through your eyes. But it's not one of those five minutes meditation type things or whatever, you know. It's like a long term. But we can commit, maybe for the next week, look at it together, observe it. Okay. It'd be interesting. It's very exciting. Should we share our recordings in the community channel? Sure, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Um, right, now so <laughs> I think it's interesting too because with consumption in particular, I think it's been really villainized, yes. right? In the last few decades mm-hmm. or more, mm-hmm. and like materialism feels mm-hmm. a part of that. It's yeah. like you're bad if you want things yes. or you have things, yeah. and more than what you can just eat right now. Let's right. say, right? You know? So it's really Isn't that fascinating. Yeah, it's like and it's all based on lack yeah, and disconnect from Gaia. Yeah. And that's why she wants us to consume because she's full of fruit. Yeah. And if you don't eat the fruit, it's rots. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Do you see the, yeah. the link? As long as there's no clutter. 
Yeah, but that's for us, right? But that's that's for us. <laughs> you don't want. I mean, there's a point where abundance becomes excess, and that it is a it lowers the frequency of the reality we're experiencing. If you get too much stuff, you know what I mean. Well, it can for be. Me. Yeah, it can be translated into you go to a beautiful beach and it's covered in garbage. Mm -hmm. Right, that, that's the translation at a human level. Why did that happen? Because we don't have the full connection on how to be consumers and how to use the physical universe for that, for our benefit. It's almost like a cycle and a flow thing. Yeah. It sounds like, right? You know, there's hoarders too, you know. I mean, you don't want to hang on to the past. You want to experience the future without the burden of dragging all this that's the way I yeah. my life is I just don't want to drag all this stuff around from the past just look at all the new experiences are waiting you know you must have gypsy in you because that's the energy from the nomads and there's energies that are different the what? nomads? nomads the nomad energy frequency is like you're always looking at a new place mm. with new things oh, and nomad Nomad, yeah. 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 And um, there's other energies and other cultures, right? People build castles to last thousands of years, yeah. for example, and full of stuff. And there's the na the native peoples. Most of them won't throw anything away because, you know, that's material. You re to need to reuse it. We don't throw stuff away. Mm. And that's also part of that. Those are also culture. part of it. Not just culture, but it's actually less of a consumption. Right? It's less consumption because you're mm. not just going to throw your fridge away your and buy, you're not going to throw your fridge away and buy a new one. Yeah. They keep the old one in case the new one breaks and they have all the parts. Mm. Do you see? So it's like when they used to hunt a whale here. They, they would keep it and use every single part of the whale, including the bones. Everything was used. And that's part of that consumption energy. You use everything. And part of the whole thing about garbage and reservations is a big deal, right? Why does that happen? Because the new materials that people consume are not designed for that. They're not designed for, for it to be used, all of the pieces used. It's designed for it to break down, for you to throw it away, send it to the garbage can, whatever, and get a new one. That's how it's designed. But the, the two hasn't met yet. They haven't merged yet. So they're still keeping things to be used, but they're Even useless. Yeah. They're Even useless. They won't work. They're not going to work. They're useless. Yeah. Do you see? But that energy is still there. Right. Yes, I was referring to the us consciously choosing our consumption as an experience, mm -hmm. conscious joy, light, love experience, as opposed to having to control us. You know. Like an addiction, hoarding, hoarding is sometimes called an addiction, mm -hmm. or whatever. But it's just. Uh, um, I think there's a a link missing, both from hoarding and from throwing everything away. There's a link missing in our human, um, creative and consuming and using and accepting and discarding. 
there's links missing that manifest as throw everything away or keep everything. Yeah, I don't want to throw everything just, away. I just want to have the time to appreciate everything that I have mm-hmm. without it being buried. Yeah. So it's not appreciated or I can't even see it. don't even know where it is. I've known hoarders, like real hoarders, that you walk into their house and the whole place is full of magazines up to the ceiling mm-hmm. and every single dish they've ever used is still there, right? And those people, if you move one tiny little empty box or wrapper, chocolate wrapper that's behind the sofa mm-hmm. from 20 years ago, they feel it yeah. and they go nuts. They can feel it. They feel it and they go nuts. How dare you touch it? How dare you move it? Where is it? I need to get it back. Because they feel it. Yeah. Oh, I know when things go missing or get moved in my house. (laughs) Mascara, she moves. (laughs) Yeah, she told me. It's not hoarder status, but I'm just like, Kara, did you, my ring, all these things. I know right away. I'm like, she, but, but, did you move that? (laughs) You need to tell me if you're going to move it. Like that, and I said to him, oh, I, I bought a vacuum cleaner, and he goes, Oh, good, now we have eight. <laughs> <laughs> now we have eight. Yeah, you, I had a, a, a friend who friends who had Samsung like appliances in the kitchen, uh-huh. and in one week, like the fridge broke, and then the dishwasher, and then the stove, and then the microwave, like all. Samsung, they bought them all at the same time and they all just died. You mm-hmm. know, it was like a clockwork, right? Mm. And I said something to my sister who works for Samsung and she's in their quality control department. So she knows about the life and all this <laughs> stuff. And she's just like, hmm. It was almost like they were like time to, to oh, break yeah. at that time. And she's and like, inside, she was saying, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she's saying yes, but it was probably more like, She's not allowed to say, right. but yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. We know That's, that. The That's plants and us, <laughs> yeah. they do that. Yeah. When I bought all my utility, those things for the, my house in Sacramento, um, the guy was tra- selling us the insurance part or the guarantee part or whatever, extended guarantee. He says, well, this stuff comes in with five years of guarantee. He says, yeah, get six. Get the extra two. I'm just uh, telling you now, uh, uh, and I can't tell you why, but you get that extra two years. Or like, oh, are they designed to break down after five years? He says, do the day. Your guarantee will run out and everything will break down. So how is that even possible? I mean, the technology, are you kidding me? <coughs> just do it. You know, it's only so much money extra and you're going to thank me in, in five and a half years. <laughs> it's Okay. Sure enough, five and a half years. First the fridge, then the dishwasher, then the oven and the microwave all went one wow. after the other. And we had the extra year, so they just had to replace it for new ones. So then we bought the guarantee again for the, ne- the next bit. Yeah. And wow. it was just move, being moved like that. Wow. It's like insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah. I think it would feel much better to consume things if I had an understanding emotionally of where they were all going and where they had all come from. It feels so much better Mm -hmm. than what we do now. I mean, if I felt like, oh yeah, I know where this fits in the cycle. And what does that express? Express is connection. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Connecting. Even the connection, if like the things that we had were created 
for a particular type of experience. Mm -hmm. Not the experience that it's going to break so then you have to buy more and you're mm -hmm. going to keep coming back and spending money, but for the experience of you're going to make really amazing meals on the stovetop and you're going to really enjoy it. And it's made for that, right? Like that's such a different so nice. that's gonna last quality. Forever. Yeah. 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 Oh, and it's going to become like a staple in your family home and everyone's going to remember those meals that you used to kick up, cook over the stovetop with your grandma and then blah, 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 you know, that's such a different quality. Mm. Yeah. I was just thinking back, you know, 100, 110 years ago, your oranges would come in a crate. People used to do things with crates. You could even burn it if you want to. Mm -hmm. Your flour would come in a sack. People always had things to do with, oh, just take a flour sack. You can strain it or you can use it for something. Your, you know, things would come in glass bottles. We always take glass bottles around. And glass mm -hmm. doesn't matter. You can just bust it up and throw it in a hole. It doesn't sand. So, uh, or you could, you know, bring back. <laughs> so that's the kind of feeling right there is that stuff comes and it goes and mm -hmm. the delivery man can come and go and you can still be consuming like crazy but you don't have to have everything in a plastic uh, wrapper mm -hmm. um, they do have the plastic uh, what was it some kind of some kid found some amoeba or something or parasite that eats plastic that eats it that eats it so some, yeah, I don't know if it's all plastics, but some plastics. Yeah, it seems like there's they even to some layer well, that right. after the plastics over. Is there food? I don't know, but I think they're yeah. going to use it to eat the big the field of plastic it. in the ocean, that island of plastic. It's not the human genius, so it's already solved 99% of the problems. So they mm -hmm. just took a matter of letting them, let them be released you know, into the... They develop machines that you take plastic bottles and you put it in mm -hmm. to it and it does something and comes out of liquid form the original chemical It's there. We can find it and get it. <laughs> so plastic wouldn't be an issue, glass is not an issue, it gets remelted back into the components we're using it. Thank you for sharing.